Good evening, good evening, ladies yo, and yo. gentlemen. You guys are on the Cash Geeks Network. Guys, we're bringing it to you live every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Gee, why do we go live at 9 p.m.? Uh, because we want people to have wrap-up dinner. We want them to put their kids to bed. Okay. Uh, we want them to crack crack open a beer. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's also like because of the different time zones, right? Mm, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but so. I, I prefer my East Coasters. <laughs> oh, to my West Coasters. I'm from the West Coast, the West Coast of Brooklyn, New York. And uh, oh, hell yeah. I'm with you West Coasters. She's with the East Coast. I'm with the West Coast. So, guys, <laughs> thank you guys for joining us. We're going live every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern time. And as you guys know, we come with you with a lot of powerful individuals with some major aspect of real estate and real estate investing, whether it's retail, wholesale, um, <clears throat> flipping, buy and hold buyers. and Messy tonight, deals. Messy deals. Tonight, we're really going to go in on those messy deals. Yep, yep. We're going to go in on an individual that's very familiar with getting incredibly niche on deals that people don't know how to monetize. And then he comes in in a major way and he's able to monetize them, especially with land and very unique things that people are not familiar with. His name is Uncle Carl Warren. Bring in Uncle Carl. Let's go. Thanks for having me, guys. What's up, Carl? Yes, uh, yes. It's more than a pleasure, Uncle Carl. How are you doing this uh, Tuesday evening? Thank you for giving up your Tuesday. I know Tuesdays are important to you. Oh, yeah. Usually I'd be at home in bed, so that's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you gave up your bed for little of us. We, we appreciate that, sir. Yep. So, Mr. Carl, um, everyone knows who you are. But for the very few that don't, can you give maybe just a little bit of a background on uh, how you got into real estate and a little bit about the road on what brought you from the beginning parts into where you are now? Well, I got involved in 2000. Uh, I went to some Ron the Grand, Cameron Dunlap uh, stuff. Great oh, yeah. stuff. Okay. I still use a lot of their techniques today. I've learned a lot. And I did it from 2000 to 2008. Did a little bit of teaching. I thought I was a badass. Well, 2008 came along and turned out I was a dumbass. And I lost everything I worked for my entire life. Damn. And then I you went into the used car business, my ex-girlfriend, another stupid thing. And then about six years ago, I got back into to doing real estate. And okay. um, uh, at the time, we had a used car dealership. I was living in the back office with my three dogs. It was not a good time. And then we got back into doing these crazy deals. And um, we do a lot of deals like with multiple heirs on properties. We buy properties with judgments. We do variances, partition sales, uh, anything that's really different. We like to learn. We like to learn all sorts of loopholes with um in the zoning laws um so we do a lot of creative stuff creative financing too we're not high volume we're like five to eight deals a month but our deals are typically high dollar deals and i'll break some down we have a deal at 243,000 228,000 that's on a single family home so wow. we, we we've really been able to dive deep into properties with problems and solve the problems and there's there's a ton of money in it it's a lot of work. It's a pain in the ass. Oh, if you guys don't mind, 
what I would like to do, if you're okay with it, Uncle Carl, is if you can share with us the biggest deal that you've ever done, whether it's closed or not closed, the dollar value and what kind of deal that was and what it looked like. Because when you say 243 and 228, like everyone's eyes, I know, burst out of their brains and their ears are spread open and people want to know a little bit more information about that. So I'd love to hear more about it myself. Sure. Can I share my screen? Yeah, Warren. Okay. Mm. So this is the biggest deal we've ever done to date. The goal is to do a bigger one, but this and is it a- looks like a hood house. Dude, I love it. I love it. Let's go. So it was a squatter house, an air deal. We used a legal loophole. This was brought to us by a bird dog. Okay. A buddy of mine, Gerald, who does a bunch of pressure washing, noticed that I was talking to a lady and she said, hey, there's some squatters moved in the house. And Frank had just passed away. So so this is a house we bought for $35,000. And then we sold it for $310,000. Our net was after paying bonuses. We paid Gerald very handsomely. We made uh, $243,000. And I'll break it down real quick for you. So basically, it's found by a bird dog dog deceased owner it's a desirable area so what we did the first thing we did and this is crazy but when you find something like that where you've got uh, i call it uncle carl trifecta dead person vacant house or squatters tax delinquent you Mm. find that you go really hard because that you solve that you're gonna make a lot of money so we hired a genealogist Okay, this is before we, we now we build our family trees. And here's a breakdown of, of the thing, real quick. So, Frank had died, and it would have gone to his brother, Lewis, who died in an airplane crash in Crete. You also got to be a private investigator, too. Part of this is part uh, Zoni Loophole's private investigation. So, Lewis was killed in a plane crash in 73, and it would have gone to his sons, Lewis and Jack. And we couldn't locate them. We're really good at skip tracing, finding people. So we kept trying and kept trying. I went to where Frank, uh, the funeral home, I pulled the funeral book. I called every single person in it. Okay, this is crazy. Just a chance to get this house. And one of the people told me that when Beverly, uh, Beverly got remarried to a police officer outside of Washington, D.C. So we, we found an article. Our genealogist helped us. And it said Hoffman marries Anders. And what happened was she changed the boy's name when she got married. That's why we couldn't find them. So mm. we ended up contacting them and we're basically we called them and said, Hey, you guys are heirs to a property. It was owned by your uncle. And there's several problems. We went through it. Hey, Frank died without a will and test date. Um, uh, there's a squatter living in there. And there was a niece with a lease to 2040, which we bought her lease out. There's okay. always a niece with the lease. Niece with the lease. We bought that out. And so we said, there are a lot of issues and we'll give you 35000 They're like, well, that's found money. And yeah. normally we would negotiate, but it seems like there's a lot of problems. So part of the thing is you've got to be a little bit of private investigator. And we also used a loophole. In North Carolina, someone's been passed away over two years. You don't have to open probate. It's not like that in Florida, as I'm sure you guys know. So we use that legal loophole. And if you go back, we had to on this property. We bought it in in uh, May and we had to wait till uh, the two years and we sold it as a teardown. 
So this was just an example of what we had to um, had to do. And I worked on this deal off and on for like a year, year and a half because I knew it was a big, big deal. And I just wanted to see my partner at the time, Mitch, he even told me, he said, Carl, give up. I'm like, nope. So Carl, forget it. And I kept persevering and we're able to solve it. So we're part private investigators, part we work the intestate laws and the money is huge on these deals. Wow. Wow. So is this a kind of deal that it got lost throughout the generations and the heirs and the property was just sitting? It was kind of lost between ownership and and maybe no money was owed on it. So it just sits yeah. on a piece of land without yeah. any kind of like taking. He died without a will. And when we contact his family, he had family in Charlotte. They didn't even know he died. So he's sort of like a loner. OK, so. It's basically was a property. He died, um, you know, yeah, there's a fair amount of people that die without wills yep. and uh, there weren't close to his family. He had no kids. So you just build the family tree, find the heirs and buy their shares out. Gotcha. So what what are you doing to target these deals? Right. Um, the, or are you just marketing out and you just happen to get these or are you specifically targeting headache deals? Here's the thing. They they, they start with either they start with either um, tax delinquents is our number one source. I hate to say this because now I'm starting to get my ass kicked in Charlotte. Can I say that? Because I'm teaching too many people. But they start with tax nobody, delinquents. Nobody watching is in Charlotte, so you're good. Oh, okay, good. Okay, so now I can tell the whole story since there's nobody in Charlotte watching. So, okay, tax delinquents driving for dollars you can find a lot of, there's a fair amount of vacant homes and especially dan you know in florida old people go there to die so you've got a lot of these vacant homes or rundown homes so we either back into these problems with tax delinquents uh driving for dollars and then referrals a lot of people because i'm known for what i do other investors call me with deals so that's how we we get a lot of these deals that's awesome yeah and um the deal that we had together, um, that we did together, we had to um, work something out with what you did because we didn't, we don't work those kind of deals, right? And and it was a deal where basically we knew half of the um, owners of the house, basically, yeah. and and the other half had uh, heirs that had inherited the house. Um, and you guys had the heirs on the other side. I had the, the, the other half. Yeah. Um, and that's, and that's how that deal worked and out. We, but we, we, there's no way we would have been able to do that deal. I wish I would have known cause I would have lowballed you and bought you out for cheaper. Hell yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But that's good old after the fact, uh, talk right yeah, there for yeah. sure. Yeah, but you and never after, know. We, we're good at Monday morning quarterback and everything, so you know. Yeah, you, you never know what the other what the other side has in their realm, <clears> right? You just got to try to play it as best you can, and and it wasn't a whole lot of money. I think I think it is a lot of money. Thirteen thousand bucks is a lot of money. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, you know, you can guess are they are they playing with fifty grand, a hundred grand, seven, two hundred forty three grand, and if it narrows down to as small as like ten or twelve grand, like you get that feel like maybe there's not a lot there since they're fighting so hard and there's just maybe a hair of profit that we're just going to call it a deal at some point. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Well, we like to join venture with people or buy them out. Our goal is always to work with somebody, you know? And that's what we yep. did with you guys on that. We negotiated, yeah. we bought you guys out and went on. You yeah. know what? Yeah. And had we known the deal could have been bigger collectively if we worked together on it, who knows? I think it could have been, but we ended up wholesaling it for cheaper and it wasn't our best deal, but some, you can't win everything. So you can't win every deal, man. You know yeah. what? The true value was in the relationship. Yep. Yeah. Well, good thing we didn't beat each other up because you wouldn't have me on your show. If we, that's, you know? true. <laughs> that's true. Well, that's why I brought you on to, to, to talk about the deal. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so you're you're targeting tax delinquent driving for dollars. Um, what are you doing to target tax delinquents? Are you cold calling? Are you text blasting? Are you direct calling. mail? Cold calling, door knocking, and of course we're doing. We have this whole thing where I break them down and I rank them. I'm going literally through these one by one, ranking them, doing some research, finding out if they're dead. And I'll show you a couple of deals where the people were dead. Other other stuff. We we love dead people. Man, they're great. Hey, I do too, man. We we sell all these houses so that we can make more dead people, right? So Yeah, I like That's alive sure. people too. They're cool. Hey, alive people, but dead people are awesome. They're okay. So, they're so awesome. you know, also one of the things too is by going up to tax delinquents, we run into properties with judgments. And there's so much you can do with judgments. Judgments are only good for 10 years, then they expire. Um, they can be renewed, but if you put the property in a trust, they only renew against the person. So you can buy judgments against properties. You can discount judgments and you can wait till they expire. So mm. we love <clears throat> properties with judgments because we know how to work and we know who will, who can we wait out, who, who might, uh, uh, be issues. And I, I got another one up here. If I can share that with you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's jump into it. Okay. So this is another one. This, this was a property that was tax delinquent, a defunct corporation, which means that basically corporations out of business and it had judgments on it. OK, so we call the people up and we start negotiating with them. We're like, hey, we know the properties tax delinquent. You know, I'm just curious what your plans are. And they're like, we've been trying to sell it, but we have some judgments we haven't been able to. So what we said, well, what if we could just give you some money and just walk away from everything? Long story, but they agreed to sell it to us for $15,000, okay? Now, this property had 25000 in taxes, 73000 in HD supply judgment, and sixty-six in Ford Motor credit. Mm. So we closed it with an attorney and got title insurance subject to these three judgments, the taxes and yeah. stuff. So we know the title is good. So the next thing we did is here's one of the judgments, which is HD supply, now it's accruing interest at 18% and it was actually up to $73,000. And then here's the Ford Motor Credit. It's at up to 63,000, I think. So what we did is we called HD Supply up and we bought the judgment. Mm. Okay? All we did is call them up and say, "Hey, right. will you we you know, I'm Carlos Will Alliance Finance, would you be interested in selling the judgment with uh economy water painting?" And they're like, "Uh like, okay, how much you give me? And I said, we can give you 15. They're like, well, can you do 16? We're like, okay. So we bought the judgment for 16. And why this is so important here, guys, is Ford Motor Credit is in third position, okay? We didn't want to just satisfy it because it moves Ford Credit into the second position. Then we mm -hmm. negotiated a judgment. We negotiated with Ford Motor Credit down to 22000 
And then we paid off the taxes and here's, here's where we sold it. We made 143,000 in under eight months by taking over property that nobody else wanted to mess with and working with the judgment holders. And I could talk for hours about judgments and stuff, but we buy them with IRS judgments, uh, IRS liens and all sorts of stuff, but there's big money in these type of deals. And a lot of people run from these. Yeah. yeah, we're we're two of them. I I I run every day from these deals. We run from these deals. Yeah. So one or thing we just pay it off at closing. Yeah, yeah. yeah like today we literally just um, there was a ten thousand dollar credit card judgment that popped up. Oh um, my god! And you, you, uh, can, you can get an authorization to release and call up and negotiate a discount on that, and you can even have in your contract any of the properties that you that like if there's a bunch of judgments that you get any of the discounts for whatever you negotiate. And mm -hmm. so you can make money negotiating discounts on the judgments that I mean, they would probably the credit card judgment would probably take half. Um, we've got one right now. They're just going to release it. It's a $20,000 one. And my partner's talking and just to release it from the property. Right. Wow. What, what kind of time would be invested into that on average, just credit liens credit? Uh, yeah. Like, 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 um, when we bought the HD supply judgment. We probably had five hours or less just calling them. And then mm. just, we bought, we have this little thing called assignment of judgment and we sent it to them. And, and so we had five hours invested in negotiating that or less. Okay. okay. So there, wow. there's not, there's not a lot of time, you know, in, in, in this stuff and it's really easy. <clears throat> and, and most of these people like, like Ford motor credit, HD supply, the credit cards, a lot of times they don't even know people own property. So right. they don't even know it's attached to the property. Of course, we don't tell them that. So that gives you another advantage when you're dealing with judgments. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, that's, that's just interesting. A, a whole nother realm, yeah. a whole nother revenue stream for sure. Actually, it's really hard to do. You guys shouldn't try it. Call me and I'll I'll, I'll help <laughs> you with it. We'll, we'll come up with some kind Hell of split. Yeah. We've got your Dude, number. What's, what's your number? Is it a special number? No, not at all. It's, it's sort of hard to remember. Let me see if I'm not doing this right. Oops. 704-777-777. So something tells me there's a story behind that number, Uncle Carl. Am I right? There's a story behind everything. So basically, I, I went to this presentation. John Ulmer, he, he was, you know, a guy that used to teach classes. I think he's in jail now or out of jail. But anyways, he taught real estate classes. Awesome. I went to his stuff. And he said, hey, you need an easy to remember number to uh, for your business. Now, I used to drink and I wish I could drink like you guys, but I had 10 beers one night and uh, yeah, two and a half years sober. So hey, that's awesome. Um, man. Congratulations, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud because I didn't think I could quit, but I finally did it. But so at 10 o'clock at night, after 10 beers, I just dialed the phone number and the guy answers. I'm like, hey, you got that, that number behind you? Yep. I just called him. I just said, hey, just randomly cold called. I just random called. I said, hey, would you like to sell your phone number? And I was drunk. I was slurring. He goes, man, you sound drunk. I said, I am but I'm a real <laughs> estate investor and I want to buy your phone number. And he's like, okay. And he sold it to me for 450 bucks. You know why he sold it to me so cheap? Why is that? We get calls all night long for cabs 
on Friday, if I, if I, if I turn the phone on and answer it Friday night, Saturday night, I'm going to get calls for cabs all night long. Oh, wow. Mm. So people think it's a cab number. Um, and there's so many prank calls and, you know, so I've had people call, ask for God. It just, it's crazy. So I know why he sold it for 450 bucks. Ask for that, God. Dude, That's it's awesome. a burden. Yeah. It was a burden for him. Yeah. It was a burden for him because of all the, the calls he got. So he sold it to me and luckily I was drunk enough and I had the <laughs> gall to call him up. Dude, I, I have the scheme. Awesome. You guys ready? I'm going to get a team of VAs to call. 904-666-6666 for like two months straight. And then I'm going to call him to offer him a dollar value for his. Exactly. Number. But you know what's cool Bad about luck, phone bro. numbers like this? Or they have, they have value. Okay. So I lost everything in 2008. Okay. So I was trying everything I could, could to stay afloat. <clears throat> I mortgaged this phone number for $10,000. Wow. And then I lost okay. it because I couldn't make the payments. And I had to buy it back for twenty thousand dollars. Wow, that's Dude, that's, that's number that number has made itself around. Shoot, that number has made it more than some of the friends I have. <laughs> How much would you know sell, sell that number for? Um, I would probably sell it for two hundred to two hundred fifty thousand. I had an attorney call me because attorneys love these numbers, yeah. and they offered me a hundred ten thousand, and I turned that's, it down. It was the building, but that's so, a billboard it, number for sure. That's a billboard number for sure. Exactly. Yeah. You've been a car wreck call 704-777. We will sue, <laughs> you know? So we will fight. <laughs> we will fight for you. We will sue. So every time we ask him how much he'll sell the number for, didn't you notice the number goes up? It goes up. Yeah, it yeah, goes, yeah. It goes up. It goes up. Yep. Yeah, before the show, for everyone watching, we talked about the numbers around two hundred thousand. Now it's closer to two hundred and fifty. Dude, the phone number goes up and down with the with the with crypto, the market. With the market, <laughs> the value goes down. Well, I hope it doesn't go up and down with Bitcoin right now, dude. Yeah, Bitcoin's getting a little messy. So, what is what is um like a scenario that you couldn't solve running into a deal where it just you tried everything you could, and there was just an unsolvable. We we have several, several deals where we buy the deeds for five hundred dollars that we've not been able to solve that had too many errors or too many problems. But most most of the deals, uh, almost all of them, we've been able to solve eventually. I'd say majority okay. of them, we 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 over time we clear the title. Whether it's we'll buy out, and I can show you some more examples. We'll buy out fractional interest. We get it all. Or you can let it go through the tax sale and collect excess proceeds, or you can do a partition sale that forces the whole property to be sold at the courthouse. And you win in every partition sale because if it goes for low, you buy it because you own 50 or 75%. Uh, no, if it goes high, if it goes low, you buy it. If it goes high, you let it go and you collect the excess proceeds. So there's so mm. multiple exits when you're buying out the air shares in these deals. So can you go over a, a partition sale? Because um, we have a buddy, and you know him, Al Nicoletti, um, and he talks about doing partitions all the time. Um, so how interesting to hear somebody who's done them, um, and how, how, how does a partition sale deal work? Well, first, you know, we'll build that people have die in test date, which probably 80 to 90% of the deals the, with the vacant houses and the tax loan stuff, they die in test date without a will. So we just buy, we build the family tree out and then we buy the shares. Okay. 
Like sometimes we'll do like yeah. a husband and wife, they're divorced. We'll buy those get a little more complicated, but we, we bought out a, a husband share one time. And then at once you own half of it, um, you, you can go, you can hire an attorney and he'll take it to court and they'll sell it uh, on the steps. And then you have to basically split, you know, whatever percentage you own. So basically a partition sale is selling the property at the courthouse to the top bidder. And then you, you're able to collect whatever percentage you have in excess proceeds. Now, yeah. it's a little bit different with land. You know, like with land, let's say it's subdividable. That's where the I think the partitions did more of where they would make you divide it up. But a house, I mean, how do you saw a house in half? You can't. Right, right. So they, they it forces the sell. So that's what's a great exit strategy. When you're buying out these fractional interest, we always know we have multiple exit strategies with these deals. So what if nobody buys the house at, at the courthouse steps? They always do. There's value. Every house, we go after stuff with value. So, and you know, the courthouse steps are, they're paying crazy prices now. They're paying right, close to right. retail. So, right. um, but, but if, 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 if no, if very few people were to bid, you want to buy it because you already own 50%. Right. So right. you buy it and then the other person gets a low amount uh, for their share. Right. Gotcha. If I can jump in real quick and, you, you do a lot of innovative transactions. You're very well versed. You're super knowledgeable and you know how to find value where other people are not even looking. So what drove you in that direction? What is there something that kind of stood out to you, some kind of shiny object that drew you in that direction that made you want to continue to go down that path? It sort of happened by accident. OK, we started going. I was working with uh, uh, my partner, Mitch, and he was bringing the tax delinquents and the foreclosures. And then we just lucked into these problems by by finding them through the tax delinquents. And then once we did that, then we started doing the driving for dollars. So we knew that we could build up the family tree. So it started by we didn't know how to do partition sales. We didn't know how to do excess proceeds. We didn't even know we could buy fractional interests. We just jumped in the, the deals, figured them out along the way, spent a lot of money with attorneys. And that's mm -hmm. one thing that's really helped us. Why we are so good at this, we spent a lot of money with attorneys, reading loopholes and, and figuring it out. So you guys, you don't have to have it totally figured out. A lot of times we're buying air shares for no money up front and I promise to pay them for $500. Mm -hmm. So you can, you can do this and you can sort of mess it up and still be okay. So we sort of lucked into it. And then we, we liked it so much. We saw these big paydays. We're like, hey, this is where it's at. I don't want to be, I don't be like, I don't be like the cash geeks and just doing the same. Uh, I'm just picking on you guys, you know, but I don't want to be sending up postcards and calling the same people that everyone else is calling. We have very little competition in what we do. Very little. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And for everyone watching, before we got on this call, when we were talking to Uncle Carl, we said, we're kind of like the polar opposites, right? Like we are more of a, a rinse and repeat. You know, we plug a certain dollar value of marketing into the machine that we've got and we get a certain amount of return and we want to tweak it a little bit and we want to adjust it a little bit and we, we just want to burn and turn transactions. And then you, on the other hand, you try to squeeze every bit of the orange or the lemon out of a transaction in a very unique way where no one else is, was, is even, there's, barely any competition which yep. is amazing 
Like you're not fighting against competition. You're not bidding the prices up yeah. to try to see what you can make, what spare amount you can make out of that transaction. Like you're winning big inside of the the uh, number of transactions that you do. Yeah, I mean, and it's fun too. It's I love it. It's 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 mm -hmm. like again, we're private investigators. We're problem solvers and a lot of these are deals where nobody would get any money if we didn't get involved or very right. little money so i like that too do, do you notice yourself on any of these deals where um you know people are trying to do the typical type of real estate transaction may, like maybe a company likes ours that might cold call uh, one of your sellers or they might send a postcard so one of your sellers might say yeah i get calls and postcards and stuff but this is unsellable and then you're able to come in and save the day a lot of times, because a lot of times uh, people try to get the deal done, and they can't. So the biggest right. thing we do, I think it's so important, we ask questions. Hey, I noticed the property is, you're one of the heirs to this property at 123 Main Street. I'm just curious what your plans are. And shut the hell up and listen. Because there's this one deal, I, we called the, we built the family tree, called the heirs up. And the lady was like, well, we can't do anything. Our Aunt Martha tried to steal the house and we're not going to get anything. So I was like, well, how would you like me to buy your shares out? So um, what was the question? I have ADD and I go off on tangents. It was, it was about. Oh, oh no, the, the um, what, what, what was the question? You know what, Uncle Carl, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just tell you the story. But, so, so, yeah, oh, it's about deals that other people call. So people can't always a lot of times solve. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's and true. we're the only people that, that, that can. <laughs> Other people have tried, but but they can't put them together. So a lot of these people, you know, they've already tried to call, but nobody can put together the family trees or get everybody to agree. I don't care if the heirs agree. I'll buy out their shares one by one. We do that all the time. I gotcha. I gotcha. So how do you close somebody, right? How do you convince somebody? Um, the people think it's like a scam when you're like just buying out half of their half Sometimes. of a property or something. Yeah. So we have a little credibility package. We show attorneys we work with, uh, you know, things like that. Um, we'll show them our bank account. We have cash in it, you know. Um, so. So we do stuff like that. And, and a lot of it is we it's by asking open end questions. They don't have a lot of alternatives. What are they going to do? They don't know how to put it together. So it's better to trust somebody to do something when you don't know how to do it. You're going to walk away. So I think that's a lot of it is there's not a lot of options. So they're like, why not give this a try? Because we don't know how to uh, put it together. So right. some of these bigger uh, price tag transactions, these six figure transactions on average, where, where do you, what kind of time do you see those taking uh, before they transact and fund in the bank account? I'm, I'm saying the average <laughs> one's a year. Okay. From start to finish. Some of them are six months, some of them are a year and a half. <clears throat> That's from the time we start working on till we cash out. These are long-term things. These are not quick. Right. These are not cash geeks, quick turn stuff. This is a <laughs> yeah. long-term thing, you know, uh, to get. No, that's awesome, man. But correct me if I'm wrong, even though it might take a year, you're probably not looking at, you know, a full-time position spending a year closing no. it. You're probably just looking at a handful of hours or whatever, right? Yeah. I'm thinking our average deals between 40, this is the whole crew. This is everybody 40 to 80 hours maybe is the average length of these really messy deals. 
And that's, you know, we have people that build the trees. We have people that help get through closing. So it's not, you know, I think the average deal I'll have five or 10 hours in myself. Typically. Nice. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, and what are some of the quicker ones that you guys transact? I'm sure you might transact stuff within the same month or by the next month also, right? Uh, not a lot, to be honest. There's not a lot. I mean, we do wholesale some. We'll get some stuff under contract. Like we find a double lot that they don't know they can subdivide. We'll be able to do that within probably we've wholesaled some stuff. So sometimes we have some 30 and 60 day turnarounds on some 10, 20, $30,000 deals. But that's a small part of what we do. Most of the stuff is longer term, takes a while, um, and no one will loan you the money. So you have to use your own cash when you're buying out the stuff. So right, right, right. That's the. There are some negatives to this biz, big paydays. But well, you know, I got a deal that we don't have a lot of money. Can I share another one with you guys? Sure. Yeah, definitely. Sure, let's do it. We're gonna turn it on now. Okay. So this is. We also go after the foreclosures. Okay. Now, one of the things, this was a pre-foreclosure with a deceased owner, okay? So what we did is I went and knocked on the door. The lady was living there, said, yes, the, 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 the owner died. I'm good friends with uh, her daughter. Her daughter just didn't want to do anything with the property, okay? So what we did is we called, called her, we called her, we called her, then we called, we called, and we called, and we called and called. But then, did you call her? So then we text, so we text her, text her and text. We finally got like, hey, just give us five minutes. Hey, you only have to sign one piece of paper. Hey, whatever. She finally, two weeks before the foreclosure, text us back. And we sat down with her and we had the deed made out. We gave her 750 bucks. She did us the property. Now I wanna go through a little bit about, so a lot of what you have to do in these deals, persistence and pivot, okay? You gotta pivot. You can't just knock your head against the wall. If the cold calling is not working, you go to texting, you go to door knocking, you call their neighbors. I've been called their mama before. And I'll show you one where I call someone's mama on them. But so let me break this down. I want to show you guys. So the reason we went after it, this, this loan was taken out in 1997. So with the foreclosures, we target the ones with the older mortgage. So mm. also look at this too. We put them into a skip trace program called Ben Verified. The owner is deceased. So that's that's a positive. I mean, I didn't kill her. She died. It sucks, but she's dead. Okay. So the next thing we do is we pull the obituary and it left it to her daughter, Tanya. So literally within like three minutes, we knew that the lady was dead. We knew that she had one daughter. Okay. And then you also check, check for estate files too. So after that, it was just off the races of stalking her until she eventually cried uncle carl so we mm. ended up uh we were totally in between reinstating the loan the, the small renovation mm. and paying 750 we were in for seven thousand five hundred dollars okay now the property's positive cash flowed for us it gets paid off in in uh 2027 20, it'll be free and clear so we have no money invested, all our money back. The house is actually worth 250 now. Wow. And the payoff's around 20,000. So when you find something like this, you go super hard. So we we like we go really hard where we see equity and problems. And right. so this deal right now, we're gonna wait probably, we'll pay it off, and it'll probably be worth three hundred thousand 
in about six, five years, and then we might, we might sell it. Mm. So that was a pre foreclosure deal that we did. So what, what is preventing you from selling that deal now? Nothing. We could sell it now. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Think okay. about it. We took it subject to five more years to be free and clear It positive mm -hmm. cash flows every month. Yeah. And areas continue to go up. We also target properties in areas where we see the values going up and we'll try to buy ahead of that. So that was a path of progress, foreclosure, a dead person subject to persistent and pivoting. So that's I'll, I'll ring the bell to that one. Yeah, we've got a lot of like, you know, they don't all work out, but you got to, in my opinion, you got to really work hard when you see a problem like this you know very few people are going to solve it and you just you know. I, I think that's a major thing in real estate investing in general especially with us in wholesaling it's going hard consistent follow-up yeah like we, we continue to drill into our people that we have to show up way more than everyone else shows up right i would rather lose the deal than show by showing up too much than not showing up enough because if you don't show up enough, the next guy is going to get that deal. Like you may not have to worry about something like that as much as we do because we pick up the stuff that anyone can pick up. So you might have a little bit more leeway, but I think I think it warrants that uh, that point for sure. Like persistence, go hard, show up more than the next guy, and let's get this deal done. And then it's also important to pivot. If something's not working, change up. We went from cold calling to texting. So there's a lot of our deals are, we've been stuck. We're trying, 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 it's not working. So we, you know, like there's deals I've had to call people's mama on them and stuff like that to get them to talk to me. So it just, you gotta, you gotta pivot too. Awesome. Dude, that's awesome. awesome. So some people uh, watching are asking, you know, uh, how do we contact this man? Does he do any trainings? Um, do you have any trainings or anything like that? Yeah, I've got a mastermind. It's only, it's way too cheap. It's $105 a month. We do four Zoom meetings um, every Wednesday from 7 to 8.30, where it's, it's me most of the time that I bring other people on that are, are doing real deals, and they break them down and show, show that. So the mastermind is $105 a month. Every Zoom meeting is recording, so you can go, go back and watch two or three years' worth. And oh, wow. we also have a Facebook page, and then we, we'll, we'll joint venture with people. So um, spend $105 a month. And, and again, we don't just show these type deals. We show some easy ways to get deals too. So it's not all stuff like this. I think right. it's important in, in real estate investing to be well-versed because you never know there's going to be, and I know for sure we've done close to a thousand deals now. I know for sure there's going to be a deal that comes across your desk that you're going to pick up one of these tools that you've learned and you're going to be able to engage and utilize on it. And it might be only a $10,000 deal, which is still a lot of freaking money, but it could be a fifty dollars or $100,000 deal and no one else can get it done and you have the tool that you can yeah. use to get that deal done. So I think, you know, G and I, we've spent a lot of money on our education. We're consistently doing twenty-five dollars to $50,000 masterminds and trainings and everything. So 105 bucks a month is very close, if not zero. So if you're in investing and you want to maybe make one of these one hundred and fifty dollars to $200,000 deals, I mean, this is an excellent chance to spend a year in the mastermind, a year in the group. 
give it some time, figure out some of these golden nuggets and implement some of the stuff into your business. And we, we also do a lot of land deals, do a lot of real creative stuff from variances to subdividing to just all sorts of stuff. So, I mean, again, we want to learn the niches, stuff that other people don't know, the loopholes. Right. What is a, a variance? Um, well, let me, can you, um, let's share the screen. And I'll show you an example of a variance. Now, there's a whole realm of variances out there. The variance we like to do is buying a lot that's not buildable. And then we hire an attorney and we go through the city and they allow us to move the setbacks. So this was the example. Look at this lot. It's mm -hmm. uh, we bought it for twelve thousand five hundred. And so he, this lot was 50 by 54. So we just we hired a variance attorney and there's, there's some rules like it has to be a lot of record in, in, in before 1992 and some other things it has to meet. So we just basically hired a variance attorney and they allowed the setbacks. Here's a variance from 10 foot from from 20 foot. They allowed us a 10 foot setback mm -hmm. and from 35 to 25 foot setback. So it's basically allowing us to change the setbacks. And the thing is, Charlotte's growing. A lot of these cities are growing. So they they will grant these variances. So far, every single variance I've, I've gotten um, without a problem. So we sold that for 140 and we made 123,000 on that one variance. So it's like a niche thing. A lot of people don't know about it. Unfortunately, people are learning about it because I talk too much and now I'm getting a little competition. So there's all sorts of different variants where, you know, there was one where we had a uh, 40 foot frontage and we need 50 foot. So we took it through the variance process and we made like about 25,000 on that deal. But there's all these different kinds of, of, of like loopholes that we love. What what kind of attorney do you utilize for this? Just a general real estate attorney? I use, um, uh, I'll tell a guy named David Murray. He, he specializes in rezonings and variances. So we found a special attorney that specializes in this to help us through this. I gotcha. So it might take a little legwork to get the right attorney in your market. It, it, it does. It's a niche thing, but it, you know, we we the first three variances we did, we averaged over a hundred thousand on every variance. Wow. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but do a lot of the sellers feel like it's unsellable or people are not interested because it doesn't comply with the yes. rules that allows you to build on it? Yep. These these lots are unbuildable lots. We take them from unbuildable to buildable. So we create the value. So is there a certain commonality to look for? So if someone just, they commit that they are going to be in land real estate investing or a lot buyer, right? Is there a certain commonality that they can look for to find only those problem lots to get variance exceptions for? Yeah, we use our GIS system and we just look for them on that. But most of them, I'm giving away too many damn secrets. I'm getting... I'm going to, I'm people going to come drink my milkshake here in Charlotte, but we'll send we, you some cigars, uncle Carl. We promise. Uh, okay. That, that, that'll work. But we just, I look from our GIS system that simple. Right. I just go up on a property lookup system and I look for them. They have to meet certain criteria. And then I put them on a spreadsheet and I skip them and call them. But most of them are, most of them are tax delinquent too. A majority okay. of them. So it sounds like you need to know your market and you need to know the market rules or laws and you yes. have to see, like, generally speaking, in my city, you have to be a certain, uh, a certain, uh, I don't know, 
footage back from the front or the rear or the sides in order to build. And if there's an exception to that where it's smaller, then that can be a target lot to go yep. for. Okay. You, okay. you got to read the zoning loopholes and stuff. And let me, let me just share another one real quick, too. That yeah, we use. Real quick, Donna's asking, is that attorney only for North Carolina? Yes. He's yeah. only for North Carolina, but he knows other attorneys. You know how it is. You yeah. know, you call him and say, I got, he's got a buddy in whatever. Uh, his name is David Murray, David Murray Law. Great guy. But see, this is another one. We originally bought this lot here for 62000 Tax delinquent, 13 heirs. It took us a year to get this to closing, mm -hmm. working off and on. But then we noticed there's another lot here. And I'm like, well, then this is Uncle Carl math. This is how you take one plus one divided by three and you come up with four. Okay. Mm, so this okay. is a little bit alternative math, maybe. So I called up the zoning department and they said I could split it this way. So, so this one lot plus this lot, we can cut it into four lots. So what we did, oops. What we did on this one, we paid 168000 for this lot, full wow. market value. And we showed our builder, and our builder's like, okay. So our builder bought it. Here's, oops. So the builder bought it. We made, uh, sold it for four thirty. made $166,000. So wow. that's adding value. Does it happen very often? No, but we're always looking for this stuff. Right. Right. But then the builder taught us something. He said, Carl, if you cut this into four, it becomes a minor subdivision and we have to put curb and gutters and a lot of stuff. So what he did is he cut it into three. Then a quarter lots, you're allowed to build duplexes. So he bought a duplex. Nice. Now, the rich areas, they're called duets. OK, so he bought a duet area. and sold. He sold this one for. So so he ended up cutting into three, built a duet and sold one for 500,000, other 500,000. I think he sold uh, another lot for another house for 600 and 600. So I learned something from the builder. And that's, you know, you just, you know, if you talk to these people like surveyors, builders, stuff like that, uh, attorneys, mm -hmm. investors, you can learn. Um, and, and you can learn some really cool math for me. The one plus one divided by three equal four, you know? Makes sense, man. Yeah, man, all, all these surveyors and builders and they, they just know their shit, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's incredible how many moving parts in real estate there are. Yeah. Right. There's not only you buy and sell a house, you listen with the realtor or you go for cash. There's all these creative aspects, land aspects, variances, exceptions. Um, very, you're very rare Uncle Carl's out there that are not a dime a dozen. It's just unbelievable what you can do. If you put your mind to it, I mean, so. we've even rented a judgment to foreclose on a property and then we uh, discounted the uh, we settled with the first. We got it the works. second to take 7500 to release it and we settled with all the judgments and liens. So, you know, there's just so many. I think part of it's being curious, talking to people and that 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 curiosity, I think, is what has helped me be successful. I'm like, how do you do this? How do we do this? And then a lot of the stuff we figured along the way, we don't even know half the time how these things will work out. And so, but it's jumping in and, and figuring it out along the way. Right. Right. So um, what, what is uh, the, the story with the goat farm? Oh yeah. This, this is a fun deal. Let me uh, share the screen and I'll, let me see if I can 
Okay. Let me get this slideshow. So, okay. Can you guys see that? The, yeah, we're pulling okay. it up now. So, like all good stories, I was getting drunk at, at, at my bar that I used to hang out. And um, the bartender told me his mama was going into foreclosure. Okay. So, I called her and met with her. And we made a deal to buy this property. Now, I want you to take a look at this property. You see, now, this is the subject property right here. Okay. Now, this, this is the county. And then this is Tiga K. Tiga K is a real rich area. This is, look, on four sides or three sides, it's surrounded by the city. So I want the city to annex it because in the county, it's agriculture. Okay. You, you can't put as many houses. We could, so I called the city manager up and I said, hey, uh, I was just curious. We, we got this property and we want you to annex it. And he goes, we're not going to do that, son. I'm like, what? He said, why don't you come down and see me? So drove down, met with the city manager. He goes, we're building a baseball field behind there. We'd like to buy your property, but we don't need it. I'm like, okay, well, what will you give me for it? He said, we'll give you about 85000 or so. I'm like, that's a little low. Let me go talk to my partner. Well, during that time we did a short sale, we ended up getting the property for 50000 I think he found out. So remember, this is zone agriculture, okay? And this TK is a rich area, okay? So I went back to him. He said, well, we can only give you 65000 I'm like, what? Yeah, we need to be at sixty-five. I'm like, okay, let me ask you this. You're not going to annex it. So you have no jurisdiction. He goes, no. And uh, it's zone agriculture. He goes, yes. So I, I said, well, I could open a fucking goat farm. He goes, well, I guess you could. So this is what we did. We rented goats. We had these goat cupcakes made up, a key to the city, Uncle Carl's goat farm. People would be driving by, be waving to all the people. They don't want a goat farm in TVK. So we put on this big Facebook live production about how we're going to open a goat farm in TVK and all this stuff. I'm not saying that he saw it or not, but that day they offered us a hundred thousand dollars and close in seven days. Nice. So we, nice. we, that's, that's probably one of the most creative deals. Uh, it cost me probably a thousand to $1,500 to rent the goats, the cupcakes, the t-shirts. And by the way, we have these uncle Carl goat farm t-shirts available. Oh, there's, they're available. Where where do we go to get those T-shirts, Uncle Carl? We need to order some tonight. Yeah, uh, uh, text me. Uh, I'll give you my I'll give you my direct phone number. I I still got hundreds of them, and uh, I like because like I, I give them to investors, and I love because investors will put them on, and then I'm like, hey, this is great. Look at these investors advertise my phone number. There you so go. <laughs> I, I would gladly send some to you guys. Just take a picture of it. I'll put I'll put. Uh, well, let me, let me put my direct number on here. I'm gonna send you the front and back of my credit card, Uncle Carl. You don't. Yep, that's that's all you got to do. But, I, but yeah, I'll give you my direct number. I give a lot of them for free because people. I, my friend Joe's in Mexico right now, so he took a picture of him the goat farm T-shirt in Mexico. So I put oh, it no out way. there on uh, internet. Hey, look, I got. Uh, I got people sporting Uncle Carl's goat farm shirt in Mexico. So I, it's just. I basically like having fun with it. I like being crazy and it gives me uh notoriety. So Hell yeah, that's that's why you're called Uncle Carl. Yep. 
Yeah, crazy, that's amazing. Crazy, crazy deals. You know what? Like I know I know there there could be doubt, but in a way, I think it I think that all mattered. I think everything you did there mattered. It just makes sense. He had to have seen oh, 100%. what you've done. And then he made it happen and he <clears throat> sounds like he didn't care <clears throat> if there was clear title or not. He's like, let's just close in a couple of days. Let's just get this thing done. Yep. He was just ready to get it done. He didn't want and, and actually I had sent the letter to the city saying um, they, they're building a baseball field behind there. So I said, we're going to be training ninja attack goats and a little bit concerned that the fence may not hold. I just mm-hmm. want to give you guys a heads up. I think he knew I was, I was fucking with them. Okay. Or screwing with them. But you know, but that, I like to have fun with the deals and that, that was, that was a fun, uh, that was a fun deal. Hey, whatever, whatever it takes to get a little bit more, even if it's just another five, 10 bucks, you know? Well, he, he lowered the price. He lowered it from 85 down to 65. I was I was mad. So I said, okay, let's play the game. Let's go. And he then, made you create that goat farm. It's not your fault. It's not my fault. I had to do it. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. So how, where do you rent goats? Oh, you can just oh, Google yeah. it uh, and you can rent goats. There's farms that'll, you know, like they'll, they'll bring them to you for, it was $300 for, I think, three goats for two hours. Can you rent an elephant? I'm sure you I'm could. Gonna, probably, dude. I'm going I'm to put an money, elephant on one of money my Money solves all problems. This is true. This money is true. solves all Hollywood problems. Hollywood can bring elephants into the city. Why can't we? <laughs> Mr. Carl, so once again, like for your mastermind, you said it's only 105 bucks a month to learn all of your secrets. Can you give information on where people can go? Uh, website, email, or how do they find out yeah, or learn you more can about Google, that? It's called Uncle Carl with a K, Uncle Carl and Friends uh, Mastermind. I think that's what it is. I should know. I think, oh, it's up there. UncleCarlMastermind.com. Well, guys, look Google. at the links below. Look at the URL below. And uh, what, what else were you going to say about it? Um, Damn, I don't even remember. But Just go to the website? He said, or you can Google it. Google it. Yeah. Google yeah. Uncle Carl and Friends Mastermind because we bring other people on to uh, um, that. And I only bring people on that show real deals that 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 are really doing stuff and they get them to share their secrets. You know, that's what right. that's what, I, you know, or the ways they're doing stuff. So it's not just me. We have some easy ways like we had DeAndre come on and show us how he does his stuff with the hive mind and the texting. Um, we have different folks come on. And I uh, hope DeAndre's not mad saying it's easy, but his stuff is easy. Um, so, <laughs> we, you know, so it's not all this multiple air stuff like that. You get a whole spectrum of, of things in the mastermind group. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, Carl, man, this has been, well, Uncle Carl, this has been uh, a great show. Um, I'm sure we, we could talk for hours and hours about a bunch of real estate deals with a bunch of crazy scenarios farm animals um, a bunch of farm <laughs> animals can i share one more deal one last one you got time Hell yeah, oh, yeah, of yeah. course man we'll go for another hour if we had to Dude, I'll, I'll stay on till midnight but let, let's just show you this other one here um this one again tax delinquent two heirs open estate okay so this is what we do we track down the heirs we call them up and we just say, hey, I'm just curious. And they're like, well, we've abandoned it. You know, they just pretty much abandoned the property. There was there was an old open mortgage on it, too, and a couple of collections. So, again, you don't always have to have, know the pathway to figuring it out. So what we did is, well, let me see if I can show over here. We basically 
ended up um, making a deal. And this is how bad my contracts are. Do not ever use one of my contracts. So they suck. But basically, oops, I did the wrong thing. Hold on a second. We ended up um, making a deal where we would give each year 5000 but we gave them 500 up front. So we owned this whole house for $1,000, okay, with a promise to pay. Again, we asked them, what are you going to do? Look, there's some old mortgages, some judgments. We just don't want to do anything. So that's the contract. So for $1,000, we own this house. So long story, but um, squatters had moved into this house. So uh, here's my buddy, Joe. We had to go through eviction and we got in there. They were using it as a drug house. Here's the cameras. And there was Air Jordans everywhere. Even the cars were, we had over a hundred pairs of Air Jordans. It was a drug house. We had to evict people. Was it a so, drug house or a shoe house? Well, I did. I guess <laughs> Jordans are a commodity. People set trade those for oh, drugs. That's true. How so much we pronounce eight pairs. I got eight no money left. You want to take my shoes and give me some rock? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we boarded the house up, and that night they came back in and broke in. I think we must have missed their stash, and they got their stash. But what we ended up doing on this oh, one, the best part. Like, so we, we should have looked harder for the stash, but we did. That um, would have turned this into a $100,000 deal. So we ended up listing on the MLS, and we got lucky. The mortgage, <clears throat> they just satisfied the mortgage. I've had this happen several times. Old mortgage, mostly paid off. They just satisfied, and the judgments had expired. We sort of got lucky. So oh, we wow. sold, sold this house for $95,000. We just listed on the MLS, and we had – I two partners, um, Mitch and Joe. And um, we, our net was 66,000 on this with very little invested. Dude, that's awesome, man. I so that's it. just, that was fun one and dealing with the drug dealers and stuff. Cause what happened too when Joe was drilling on the front door, um, I, I got there and said, I got there and went around to the back, the side door. I'm like, Hey Joe, it's open. And the police were there too. And he's like, well, I'm like, why don't you guys go in the side door and go, it was locked. What happened was while they're drilling the front door, the drug drug uh, dealers went out the side door and ran away. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. So that and was a you, bit scary situation. Yeah. I, I got a video. I got a video of the, of the police, their guns going in and everything. So oh, it was, it was interesting. And then you found some goats inside, didn't you? <laughs> there were no goats in that one. No just, goats in just Air Jordans, you know? I thought that's how you got your goats for the goat farm. I guess I'm mistaken. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> Rented goats. Holy crap. Yeah, that's awesome. But Carl, I love thank, it. You, thank you so much for your time, all your knowledge. I know I know you don't like to give out too many of your secrets, but I think you shared a lot. So I, I really appreciate it, man. Um, yeah. This People was a blast. reach out to me. Um, you can, I, let's put my, can you put, you can post my uh, uh, phone number. I prefer people text me. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Warren, can you put that on? Can yeah. they text that same good old number with all the sevens? Well, that, that goes to answering service and stuff. But I will eventually get that. My direct number is a seven zero four nine nine five five three eight five. How do I put it in the? It's down there. It, it's on the screen. Okay, let me see. Seven zero four nine nine five five three eight five. I've never used this thing. Yeah, if you guys want to put it, that's on the private chat. That's not on the other one. So, anyways, 
Yeah, Uncle Carl, I'm not sure if you're in in the group. So we have a Facebook group called the Cash Geeks Network, uh, and we go live inside of that group plus on uh, YouTube. So at the bottom, it has the ribbon, and right now it has your your number on it, the 704-995-5385. Okay, so you great. You said that they can, uh, they can text you at that number. Yeah, text me, and like we love to do deals. We love to work with people. Um, we love to joint venture. Um and so, yeah, we're interested in doing more deals and, and uh, stuff. And we, you know, join the mastermind. It's a lot of really cool stuff. And every single meet, meeting is uh, archived. You can go back and watch them all. Wow. Nice. Wow. You and can binge that- watch Uncle Carl. <laughs> so what are they? So if they join in the group, is it access into like a website or in a Facebook group or something like that? It's a Facebook group with a link to the Zoom meeting. We do the Zoom meetings every Wednesday oh, for an hour and a half. And then okay. we also have every single one archived. And we have a Facebook group where you can ask questions, and then sometimes I'll answer them. So. I bet you it's pretty active. How many oh, members are in that group right now? Uh, we got like 220, I think. That's oh, wow. amazing. That's, that's, awesome, a, that's a very active group, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, you're building up your competition, but you're helping other people <clears throat> at the same time. Yeah, I, I love it, too, because people call me all the time, and I got my buddy Shay, um, who was broke as hell in Raleigh. He joined, and he did an $86,000 deal, and he do multiple deals. He, I, I showed him how to go to prison and get a deed, so he went to jail to get a deed. He was like, what? I said, yes. He had to write the guy, get permission, so he went to jail. But, yeah, there's all sorts of crazy. But I love it because – is we're able to help people make good money uh, on, on deals using some of our techniques. You know, there's a lot of other people that don't need to be shown how to go to prison. <laughs> yes. Prison finds them. <laughs> yes. So we've, we've been there at least seven or eight times to get, get deeds <clears throat> and to get contracts. Hell we, yeah. We, That's we, amazing. Yeah. yeah okay. It's, it's, uh, it's fun visiting jail. Fun time, yeah. I've, yeah. I've, I've had to, I've had to do my fair share of, of contract signing in, at the jailhouse. Hey, Uncle Carl, I'm sure I'll be in North Carolina soon. I'm going to text you, and we're, we're going to have to link up for a beer or something, okay? I'll drink a non-alcohol, uh, non-alcoholic beer, but yes. I still go to bars if I drink non-alcoholic beer. I'll drink an alcoholic one. <laughs> you, can, you guys can drink the alcohol. I know what you meant. <laughs> so I had to quit. I was drinking too much. I loved it, but... It, it was time to give it up. So it's a great it, experience. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Awesome. All right, Carl. Well, I appreciate it. And everybody who tuned, who tuned in, um, if you tuned in late, you can rewatch it here or you can go to our YouTube channel. It'll be playing there as well. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, Carl, again, thank you. And you guys yeah. know we'll be back live next Tuesday, 9 at 9 p.m. Eastern with the fire. Guys, I'm G. And I'm Dom. And this, this is the, the Cash Geeks, Geeks Network. Network. Peace. Good night, guys. Good night, Uncle Carl. Good night.